welcome to the whole GD show, the show where we bring up a word or phrase to spark a conversation about the related media. This is your host, Jeff Blanchard, and here's my adult co-host, Delanor. Hello, Dylan. <laughs> I am an adult. <laughs> Hello, <Yes>. Jeff. <laughs> uh, it's been a while since we've recorded. It is, and yeah, you. I am here with you, but only through the use of technology. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty incredible how that works, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, we are actually, I don't know, how, thousand, Not thousands, hundreds of miles away. Yeah, we're, um, you know, uh, I drove about 17 hours to get here, and now it's really hot. Yeah. Uh, but I'm looking forward to not dealing with winter and shoveling and whatnot. Yeah, it's still freezing cold here, so uh, <laughs> you're lucky. It's... Yeah, it's about 80 or so, as I already mentioned. Oh man, nice. Yeah, yeah. How was your trip? <laughs> How was? Did you listen to anything good on the way down? Uh, Comedy Bang Bang had a. Um, I think they had their ten year anniversary, so they had um, like a ten hour podcast episode. Oh wow! Yeah, so that was a lot That's of my trip. Yeah. yeah, and parts of it were pretty good. Some of it was kind of. <laughs> was there a lot of filler? Yeah. Um. They had a lot of good guests, but some of it was just kind of, like, not as funny as I, you know, like, but, yeah. you know, it's them filling up 10 hours, so it's what do you expect? Right, right, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, I don't know if I could ever do 10 hours, jeez. Yeah, we'd have to, like, live podcast a movie or something, or, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, we could do commentaries, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I, I listen to uh, James Bonding, and they do live commentary of, um all the old episodes, all the old movies of those that's what they're doing now. Nice, nice. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, our, our word of the day, as I already mentioned, adult, or adulting, I guess, adulting. we're not uh, coming of age, specifically. Yes. The old Bildungsrumen, as I hopefully am pronouncing it correctly. What? It's the Latin. It's like... Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know Latin. It's like Bill Dungerman. It's, you know, it's coming of age, you know, arriving by something or something like that. Gotcha. If you look it up, you'll see, like, Bill Dungerman movie. It's like Juno or whatever. That's oh, yeah. That wasn't on my list, but that's a good one. Yeah. I've, <laughs> I've, I've never seen it, but I know a lot of Michael Sarah movies are kind of, like, in that genre of just, like, you know, growing up and getting old. Right. Oh, yeah. Definitely. It's kind of his wheelhouse. Because he'll always look like a child, pretty much. So, or yeah. like an adolescent. So he, it's pretty much it's he's typecast for that, I guess. Yeah. Because like he did Youth and Revolt and Scott Pilgrim. Those are all very like super coming bad. of age. Yeah. Yep. Super bad. <laughs> I thought you were just giving your review, but nope. That is a movie he did. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That is him and Jonah Hill, who kind of has a similar kind of thing going on where he looks young. The only thing that really fluctuates is his weight, I find. Yeah. yeah. Like, not to, you know, shame him, but that is true. He gets some, uh, he's got some facial hair, I think. Like, yeah. Uh, in the newer seasons of Arrested Development, he's still playing a 17-year-old boy or whatever. <laughs> or, uh, or oh, Michael Sarah. Yeah. Because <laughs> they, yeah, they filmed, like, the Netflix seasons a decade later or whatever, but it picks up right after uh, the original ended. I've heard they're not as good. Oh, definitely not. No. Yeah, they you know they lost the magic of that show. I think. Yes. And yeah, 
like it's a, it's unfortunate that it kind of like you know they lost it but i don't know it's at this point it's like let it go you know, yeah it should have it, it ended well it was i mean it was like almost like toy story 3 like 3 it was good and it ended and it was a nice full circle ending and then they went and they added more yeah i i don't know they, obviously we both have got a mixed feelings on you know toy story 4 and you know the kind of the way disney's doing their you know, i actually fall. loved it i saw it this weekend oh did you okay <laughs> yes it it's good it was worth making i guess worth seeing but yes yeah um i guess we'll jump right into it yeah what um, was your coming of age if it wasn't juno uh i picked two actually i i had a bunch written down i had five written down uh the first one is the one my mother actually really loved uh despite how kind of like it's a cult classic called napoleon dynamite oh really nice yeah a you know a very kind of low-key uh you know independent like i said cult classic coming of age movie about a young man kind of growing up in what is it peoria or something i don't know Can't remember. yeah no not exactly in the middle of nowhere yeah the midwest just yeah and you know this story of friendship and crushes and dealing with you know growing up i guess as an awkward boy yes yeah that's a good one i didn't even think about that but um i did love that movie when it came out it was really the one thing john hater he did like a couple movies but that was yeah he did that bench warmers or something yeah yeah i actually enjoyed that movie when it came out i don't know if it is aged well at all probably not it was a helmet the whole time it's kind of like <laughs> yeah. i don't know yes true and uh he did that Scoot one with the, the one with will ferrell where he uh is skating blades of glory oh yeah yeah, yeah i remember yeah kind of a weird choice for his like career after you know it's I kind of feel like he made a really good film, and it's just like, where do you go after your kind of initial thing? Yeah, yeah. I, the, I think it, Napoleon Dynamite just had a really good cast and crew that really, I don't know, understood what they were trying to do, I guess. Yeah, uh, I think, I also wrote down a couple other ones. Most of them were kind of like sports-related movies, so I think like a lot of those little ones kind of captured, you know, you know, it's young people kind of associating, you know, them growing up and them having to struggle with, you know, some type of adversity. Yeah. It's like, you know, their own thing. Uh, I wrote down... And the other thing is with this kind of thing, it's... We kind of came of age... I wasn't sure if we should pick, like, coming of age, like, the movies that were around when we were coming of age, or coming of age movies. So it kind of, like, yeah. kind of went in between... It- it's all association. It's how you take it, I think. It's... Yeah. Uh, so I wrote down The Mighty Ducks. Uh, <laughs> quack, big, quack. Yeah, The Big Green. Oh, man. Uh, I think uh, you got to be a certain age to know what The Big Green is. Definitely. Yeah. I, yeah. Heavyweights. Yes. And The Best of Times, which I feel like not a lot of people know about. I do not know about that. The Best of Times is a, uh, a lot of people hate it, from what I saw on IMDb. Um, it's a Robin Williams sports movie. So he's a, uh, he's a kind of, he's a married banker who is kind of living in this 
in his past of like him having, you know, messed up of like the goal. What would what might have been the goal winning game of a football game? Like he messes a catch, and okay. it's him just living with that moment. And it's kind of like him going in between, like, you know, uh, him as living his life now and kind of like uh, trying to recapture that time. And Kurt Russell's also in it. He's like one of the other people in the town. And what they do is like they get together both teams and they like replay the game. Yeah. It's yeah. it's interesting. It's kind of like an idea of like, what did you miss by like trying to recapture this thing? I don't know. I think it's an interesting idea. It's not really coming of age. It's more like came of age and you did it wrong or you think you did it wrong. Well, I think that's a, that's a lot of them are retrospective, I think. I think uh, especially yeah. um, when I was going looking through music, it was a lot of retrospective. Uh, this was me growing up. This is what I'd change now or whatever. And yeah. I think that is definitely that's definitely a common trope with coming of age genre. Yeah, uh, what did what did you have as far as your movies? I had uh, one. Uh, this movie, have you ever heard of Boyhood? It came out in I'm 2014. I'm aware of it. It's like six hours long. <laughs> it took like 17 years to... It took 12 years to make. 12 years, yeah. it's that long. I, it's super long, I know that. I watched it. Maybe maybe I just liked it. But it is, it's, it's long. But yeah, this movie took 12 years to make because it was actually like... Um, focused on i guess not focused on but it it goes alongside this one boy's childhood and i think he was six years old when they started it and uh they finished it when he was 18 but they shot pretty much just like three days a year and as he grew up and as the whole cast patricia arquette is the mom and ethan hawk is the dad and it's pretty much just like about growing up and that's exactly what it is it's a ring uh richard linklater did it who i like he did like school of rock and bernie um a lot of jack black stuff i guess yeah yeah he works well with jack black but uh he yeah and um have you ever seen bernie uh no i actually haven't seen um school of rock either honestly oh, school of rocks i i loved it in high school it was, yeah that's kind of a cool movie. coming of age movie about like kids coming out of their shell i guess uh bernie's interesting richard linklater always does or not always but he has like some interesting ideas like bernie was interesting because it's about like a true story and but it's a fictionalized version and but he cuts into interviews of with like people in the town or whatever witnesses of it That's and he just cuts them into the movie but and then he did this movie which took 12 years to film but it's good it's more about like it nothing there's no like major drama all the time it's more about like just seeing things through a child's eyes and not having the control of your life essentially like his parents move around a lot and when you're a kid that just like you get shuttled around a lot it's about like surfing your time as a kid kind of and it focuses more like on the rather than like big moments like graduations and stuff it just kind of focuses on the in-between stuff really and i i enjoyed it when i saw it and it's i it's worth a watch i think 12 years of work (laughs) i don't know if the kids like messed up or anything now but i wonder 
Richard yeah. Linklater, he would like it was really collaborative because he'd meet with them before they like wrote and shot for the year and stuff and kind of the kid how the i think his name was like elson or something ellis ellis maybe uh the boy uh and he he kind of got his input and it was like how he was growing up so yeah i think yeah. uh richard linklater also did like waking life and like scanner yes Lee. yep those are the, yeah. those rotoscope movies yeah yeah because his uh richard linklater's daughter plays the older sister and she was talking about waking life but she was like seven years old <laughs> like talking about waking life i was like yeah i and she was talking about how boring it was well i was like it's a hard concept for a seven-year-old to grasp it, it is a little bit boring i, I rewatched oh. it a few years ago and it's kind of like i mean it's not meant to be like a thriller it's just kind of no, like no. contemplative movie so i can see why it's definitely like boring for a seven-year-old definitely even me, I'm just like, all right, something's happening. It's just <laughs> like thinking the whole stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, for a TV, I kind of wrote down all the kind of related Nickelodeon stuff. Oh. So I wrote down like Pete and Pete, uh, yeah, all that. Uh, did you have Doug? I didn't write down any cartoons. I kind of wrote um, down the stuff that. Was, Pete and Pete uh, is good, though. I wrote down all that because that was kind of formative as far as like you know understanding kind of sketch comedy and whatnot yeah. early sketch comedy and I was kind of like going through all the stuff and I was like oh yeah there's so much that I was just like I devoted all this time to like my brother and me and cousin Skeeter <laughs> cousin Skeeter yeah that weird Frank Anchors esque show yeah. uh, what was it uh, Secret World of Alex Mack yeah Journey Journey of Alan Strange uh, Clarissa explains it all. Somehow. Oh yeah, that was very coming of age. Yeah, being a nineties teen. Eddie McDowell or whatever. Oh yeah, Eddie McDowd. Eddie McDowd. Yeah, he was voiced by Seth Green in the first season, and then Seth Green stopped doing the voice. <laughs> Didn't I, I bet that did that show finish? I doubt it. No, it did not. <laughs> yeah. It would have been That's very. It was very ambitious to be like, we're definitely getting a hundred episodes, and he didn't even do a good deed like every episode. So yeah, they were I, calling their shot. Did not I, shoot it. I was looking at some of that stuff, and I'm like, I remember that watching that stuff like kind of for years, and I'm like, I was looking through, and I was like, my brother and me is only a season long. There's only thirteen yeah, episodes. That I'm like, I remember I, seeing a lot of repeats. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, wasn't this longer? I guess not. I remembered it correctly. Yeah, like Keenan McHale, obviously, and Amanda Show, all that stuff. Before she kind of fell from grace later on. All right. Yeah. And yeah, so, I didn't. I hadn't thought of Doug until you said Nickelodeon shows, and yeah, I think like even as a kid, Doug is it's a slower show. It's not like this high energy show. It's just about this. This weird, big-nosed, pasty kid who wears sweater vests trying to find his place and, like, navigate where he belongs in Bluffington. Yeah, I would have never remembered the name of the town, honestly. Oh, yeah, B.B. Bluff. <laughs> oh, same that for her, sure. Yeah. And did you ever watch um, Disney's Doug? Yes. Like, it's him in high school, I think, right? Yeah, or, like, yeah, something like that. I, I remember the movie was done by Disney as well. Yeah, 
remember that like good. They had that special about like pork chop, like biting BB, and it was like a two-part thing. That was huge. oh yeah, that was the Christmas episode. Yeah, which is kind of lame because yeah, not magical at all. It was a, a trial against a dog. Yeah, it's like the end result could be like putting this dog to sleep. <laughs> yes. Yeah. How festive. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, yeah, I only I had one show and I've talked about it on here before. I don't know if I got into great detail. Probably not. But it's a high score girl, which I talked to you about. Oh sure, yeah. The uh, uh, the anime. Yeah, it's an anime, uh, Netflix anime about this boy who is growing up in the nineties in Japan and like arcade gaming is the like a huge thing. Uh especially those ones where you like sit across from each other and yeah it's just huge and it's mostly he likes to play street fighter he likes to play fighting games a lot in street it's like a lot of the exposition and stuff is done through like street fighter and like the timing of like the year is 1993 and street fighter alpha has now been released or like they keep going because street fighter 2 had all those like different versions of it oh yeah they had like alpha and hyper and super and all that stuff yeah yeah, so, and it, like, it goes through, there's a time jump at one point, but it's uh, really about how this, he's obsessed with gaming, and it kind of shapes his life, and how he sees things, and how he also interacts with people, and there's one love interest who, she's like the silent girl, and she is rich, but she secretly, like, gaming is her guilty pleasure, so it's something they kind of sneak off and do together, and bond over and she eventually leaves, and this other girl comes in, and she's not huge into gaming, but she um, really likes... I can't even remember the protagonist's name, but she really likes him, and she tries to win him over by becoming, like, really good at fighting games. So, but yeah, it's just it's this boy's obsession with gaming and how he deals with school with it and friendships and stuff. It's relatable, definitely. Yeah, I, I haven't watched that, but maybe I should do it. On the my queue of nine hundred things to watch at some point. Yeah, I found it uh, pretty endearing, definitely. And you know, it's good enough that they've you know decided to continue it. So you know. Yeah, I thought they were gonna stop it because they did like a season and then a couple OVA like longer specials, but I guess they're doing season two, also. Hmm. It'll be interesting to see where they go with it. Yeah, definitely. Uh. I'll jump on music. I wrote down a few things. I just wrote down a genre called new metal. Perhaps you've heard of it. <laughs> yes, yeah. I I tried to steer away from it because that's all I could think of. Yeah, I I wrote down a couple other things. I also wrote down Offspring. Oh Blink, yeah, I have one. Blink One Eighty Two and uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers because they were all kind of like bands that were really kind of uh, just in the ether of when we were kind of in high school and middle school and whatnot. Like, I heard, like, that offspring, why don't you get a job, like, almost every day. Yeah. I, like, I, I remember having, I think it was crafts class in high school and hearing um, Can't Stop, like, on the radio every day because it was oh, CYY. Okay. And, like, that's all they do is at lunchtime. It's like, oh, we're going to play the same song every day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's all they had. Yeah, I had, um... A different offspring song 
uh, the kids aren't all right. Oh, sure, that's a great song. Because it's one of those retrospective songs about, like, uh, they're singing about all the kids in their neighborhood and how they, like, all had potential, and then, like, they're doing heroin now, or they committed suicide. Brandon O'Deed and died. What the hell is going on? Cruelest, Cruelest dream, dream, dream reality. reality. <laughs> sure, I remember that song. Yeah. Had a chance, but she Sure. Yeah, we called it the uh, the whoa song. Before. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, and then um, Green Day. I also had Green Day songs. A lot of punk bands were singing about. I guess that's what punk was. You're a bad kid, and you're <laughs> or whatever. You were yeah. a punk. I feel like at that point it's kind of like pseudo punk, uh, according to ac- you know actual punks. It's you know it's the lesser version. You know, listening to. Like, I guess this is growing up. Yeah, I, that was my other one. I had Blink-182, damn yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is also just about, like, singing about, I don't know, relationships and growing up, I guess. Yeah, yeah what's my age really again? Funky? Another one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, it's kind of like, I don't know, listening to those songs, it's kind of like, these are, I remember these songs so vividly, and I'm just like, I feel like I, I don't care about them at all now. Like, I just remember them. <laughs> I yeah, me metal. neither. Um, they definitely, I had to jog my memory. I had to, like, Google, all right, coming-of-age rock songs. And they, like, Offspring popped up. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, I had Damn It in my head because I was like, coming-of-age, growing up. This is growing up. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what I did. I had to look up. I was kind of going, like, coming-of-age 1990, coming-of-age <laughs> yeah. 1991. And just seeing, like, TLC or just, like, uh, or just top rock songs and pop songs and stuff like I don't know. And just also looking up new metal because I'm like, oh yeah, Limp Bizkit, Corn, all that stuff. Where I'm like, oh yeah, I'm an angsty teen. And yeah. Also all this angry, like oh, falling away from me. Yeah, I yeah. When I was thinking about Limp Bizkit and Corn, I was like, yeah, they. I listened to them when I was like that, but. Was I really like that at all? Or was I, no, I, I, I wasn't either. And I'm just like, I, man, I really, I, I'm sure I genuinely enjoyed this, and I wasn't enjoying it ironically. But I'm also like, what? Why? Why did I feel that? <laughs> like I didn't connect to this really. No, no. I don't know. It was yeah. I just needed something to be angry about, I guess. Yeah, damn it, came up. I was like, yeah. I was thinking, what's my age again? I think I was thinking of the Verve pipe. I was yeah, I that. saw that like, come yeah. up. I was like, oh man, I felt so much when I heard that song. Like I hadn't experienced like an abortion or anything like that, you know, like <laughs> no. knowing someone who had who had when I was like in middle school. <laughs> and like it was, it's just like an not really intense. It's just kind of a ballad. But right. I don't know. A lot of songs like that, or like a what was it? TLC, not TLC. Um, as we go on, we vitamin, vitamin C. C. Yeah, yes, vitamin C. C. Yeah, <laughs> the graduation song, which I don't know. I feel like that. Maybe it's just that maybe that doesn't exist in high schools anymore or schools. They would like play that a lot around I know. graduation time. No. Yeah, I don't. Did they play that for our graduation stuff? Maybe and they played it like, like I think the week of. Like, really, I think oh, man. I vaguely 
I think that was that. probably the last time I heard the song. Yeah. It was, that was kind of like a one-hit thing. I think so, yeah. I can't name yeah. anything else Vitamin C did. I know she had orange hair. Yeah, I remember that, too. I remember That's the video. where she got all the vitamin C. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you have any books? I did. I, I had a book. I have a book. <laughs> Uh, have you ever heard of the book Walk Two Moons? Walk Two Moons? No, I've never heard of it. My teacher read it to us in elementary school, but then I read it again. Um, it's about a girl named Salamanca Tree Hill, and she, it's kind of a story within a story, uh, maybe within a story, if you count the book as a story. <laughs> And it's, it's her, uh, about her traveling, their, her mother died, and her grandparents take care of her. It's about her going on a road trip with them to see her gravesite, and they're kind of taking the trip that her mother took before she died. Uh, and so she's telling her grandparents during that trip about this story, about this girl she knew, um that her mother also died and they were like trying to solve the mystery of her mother's death and it uh kind of it's it's a story kind of explained through like the eyes of a child and like when something traumatic happens kind of a child like piecing to get not knowing why it happens or piecing together all these conspiracy theories seeing the world differently and seeing people differently and kind of I don't know, jumping to conclusions and dealing with something so, something like that. Um, I don't remember it super well. I just remember enjoying it even as a child and then again as a young teen. But uh, yeah, it's about never judge someone unless you walk two moons in their moccasins. Uh, to take on the other classic expression. Yes, yeah. So, oh, it's cool. It's funny. It's uh, it's got some good humor in it, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I uh, mine is someone, something that I also read a long time ago, but I don't remember that well. Um, it's kind of, and it does have that kind of idea of like someone who's young who's kind of thrust into this thing of like, what you think and feel is kind of just kind of magnified it's uh the chocolate war oh this book i never read it but i do remember it yes robert cormier i was looking up a bunch of stuff earlier and i'm like oh yeah i read this and i read the sequel and i never read his he had some other one called like i am the cheese which was really popular hmm. but i never read um it's about a kind of this kid going to a um I think it's a Catholic high school and him kind of coming in contact with this secret child organization within the within the high school that's kind of running it and him kind of also dealing with the death of his mother and uh, his father like not grieving like correctly and it's him kind of like having to kind of you know learn that you know he it's hard for him to kind of cope with like the adults in his life, I guess, because of, you know, uh, the, his teacher or like the father,
fathers and his, uh, when I say fathers, I mean like the priests in his school are kind of like siding with the secret organization. Mm-hmm. And they're, and it has to kind of do with this thing, like they're all selling chocolates and it, like it's raising money for the school, but the, this organization doesn't want anyone to do it and then he continues to not do it. And they kind of go over this idea that like you can't fight against anything, like against this idea of like, it, it has to do with like a, like a Kant, like an Immanuel Kant quote, that you can't fight against the universe. And it's him kind of being twisted in directions that he doesn't want to go through. And I don't know, it has to do with, I think, the idea of learning to be an adult, but, you know, not having any kind of dependable people to kind of learn from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, they're like a mob running the school. Yeah, like it's a like a children's mom. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's a high school, but they're kind of like um, they've got this little uh, like what is that organization called? The the, the mafia. Not the mafia. The <laughs> secret society, Grand Freemasons. The, the Illuminati. Illuminati. Yeah, they've got this kind of thing going on. Okay, I gotcha. Where it's just like you know, it's one kid kind of running it, and he's kind of got all these cronies working for him. I also wrote down uh, two comic books because I always have to write down that stuff. <laughs> uh, Joe the Barbarian by uh, Grant Morrison and uh, Sweet Tooth, which I think I've talked about on the podcast before by Jeff Lemire. Joe the Barbarian's about a kid whose father was in the war and he died in the war. And it's kind of him learning to cope with his death and also have to go through the potential process of moving. And he's also kind of coming in contact with this kind of uh, fantasy world that he's kind of like drifting in and out of. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's not really sure what is and isn't real when he's kind of like going into it. And a lot of it has to do with like him being, I think, diabetic and, you know, having these kind of delusions and him trying to figure out what is happening and what isn't. <clears throat> Interesting. Uh, the other one is Sweet Tooth. Which is kind of this post-apocalyptic thing of um, these demi-humans kind of coming to uh, society. So it focuses on this little young man with uh, antlers and him kind of losing his parents and, you know, finding this father figure who's incredibly violent. But he's also just trying to survive. And it's this kind of uh, conflict between people that, you know, hate, you know, demi-humans and demi-humans who hate humans because there's a lot of like it has to do with the origin of like where these kind of people came from and why they're here etc it's very x-men like in that way oh really yeah why is it called sweet tooth uh that's what the kid's nickname is he loves sweets it's like oh, a okay. deer oh, right right yeah deer. i remember the deer yeah it's nice. good i like it nice uh do you have any games uh yeah but i was grasping at this one i don't i couldn't think of any really that i played i know like um life is strange is pretty big right now yeah i wrote that down too i've never played it i I never played it either but uh i know that's like a big thing and that's i don't know people say coming of age games are getting more popular like that um i wrote down one called a normal lost phone Never which I that. haven't played either, but um, I I've watched playthroughs of it. It's like 
it's just kind of like a puzzle game where you find a phone pretty much and it's unlocked and you're trying to figure out who it belongs to or what happened to the person who it belongs to so you go through it's just essentially like it looks like a phone the game looks like a phone you go through the person's texts and photos and try to like piece clues together and try to get like figure out the passwords to their apps and stuff that's kind of interesting it's kind of like a walking simulator but like a sitting simulator or something yeah. like that <laughs> yeah yeah and uh, yeah and you like learn about the relationships that this person had and you like get their intimate details from their phone and yeah yeah that's pretty interesting i i did actually i didn't write this thing down but there is a walking simulator that's kind of like you going into this place and trying to figure out what happened based on like notes and you know pieces of history that you find it's called gone home cool never heard of it it's pretty no. short you can there's a trophy for it that you can beat it in under a minute if you find the right stuff and if you know how to do it <laughs> but it's like if you do that you're kind of missing out on this story that it's trying to tell by you kind of going around this you know abandoned it's very creepy there's nothing going to happen but it's yeah. like this you know this young woman coming home and trying to figure out why like the situation is the way it is yeah what is a can you define walking simulator a walking simulator is usually something where all you do is walk. There's no running. There's yeah. no real action. Um, okay. It it is like kind of a a prime way of telling a story, but also inserting yourself in it in a way that's you know more than a movie. You know, you right, are right. you are one of the people, and you're trying to figure out the area. Usually, they've got a bunch of like they've got a main thing, then they've kind of got all the side stuff scattered around. There are a bunch of great examples of these. Um, Gone Home is one. Um, I think Dear Esther is one that's really popular. One is uh, is one that I'm going to have to look up because I can't remember what it's called. It's really popular though. Do that. Uh, And I don't know. There, there's no real action to them, as I said, but it's. uh, Yeah, I used to play like puzzle games like uh the crimson room i don't know if you ever played that but they're kind of like escape room walking simulators where you just you'd be stuck in kind of a room or two and you'd go around and piece the things together like yeah they kind of have this kind of like mist kind of sense yeah to it, yeah a lot of time what it's doing is um telling a story rather than like having you experience this kind of action set piece right yeah, did you, uh, today they announced they were making a missed movie. I didn't hear that. That is I, odd. Uh, like, uh, am I going to be able to make it more than halfway through and understand what's going on? Because I could not figure that game out for the hell of a thing. Yeah, like, you'll just be stuck in the first area for, yeah. like, the first two hours of the movie. Where do I bring the red page? Yeah, this, this one is called, uh, it's not the one I was trying to think of. Everybody's gone to the rapture, which is you're kind of going through this English village and there are these kind of weird lights that are appearing and they kind of appear in like human like form. But it's telling the story of like why it's just an empty village and there's like stuff scattered everywhere. And like you're kind of hearing the voices of the people that are kind of living throughout this day. Oh Um, man, one of my 
darkest desires is to be left behind by the rapture. It's kind of like that, yeah. Because I would love to fight demons and just... Well, there's well, none the of... world's uh, society has crumbled and the world has ended. I don't need to worry about anything besides kicking demon ass. What remains of Edith Finch? That's what it's called. Oh yeah, it's I've a heard really of that. Popular yeah, walking simulator, and it's kind of telling the story of this family that is all like, you know, befallen these horrible deaths, and you know, you trying to figure out why and what happened and all this kind of situation, and going through this really creepy looking house and kind of learning all those stories and whatnot. Yeah, I've heard of that. I've never seen it, though. I've only had it described to me. It was a free game on uh, PlayStation Plus. I'm like, oh, why not? Yeah, cool. Uh, I The ones I actually wrote down, because I didn't write down any of that, was Persona 5, Life is Strange, The Telltale Walking Dead, Kingdom Hearts, oh, yeah. pretty much every JRPG. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like Tales of Mana or whatever, Secret of Mana. Yeah, it's there's so many JRPGs that are just like, here's this young man thrust into <laughs> this crazy world that, you know, sometimes it's just the world he lives in, where it's, you know, a fictional world. But ones like Persona, where it's like you're in the real world, but you kind of, like, brought these kind of supernatural elements. But you also have to, like, go about your daily day. You also just have to yeah. go to school. Right, yeah. It's either, yeah, thrown into some world or, like, I'm the hero, like, Dragon Quest. It's like, oh, it's time for you to go out and be a hero now, and it's like, you're gonna grow and go on this adventure. That's, like, yeah, it just suits the narrative, I guess. Or, yeah, not to go to, you know, Link, you know, Legend of Zelda directly. Right. (laughs) You're just like, oh, where's my uncle? Now I'm thrust into this huge thing. You know, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I guess, yeah, with a good JRPG, I guess with the whole theme of you're leveling up it's like oh yeah but you're you're also your your maturity is leveling up and your world experience is leveling up and you're coming of age yeah uh that's that's all i have for games yeah i saw kingdom hearts popped up a lot when i was looking for coming of age games too i was like yeah yeah, it's uh if i understood what was going on (laughs) the message would yeah, well, in there somewhere. It's just like, you know, you're living on an island with your friends and you're like, oh, then there's this talking duck and this weird yeah. dog and this talking mouse and then we're thrust into these weird Disney worlds where we fight the darkness and they're called heartless but they represent darkness and we represent light. And then um, they make nobodies. And <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That, the kind of history to that series... I was listening to a thing today, and I think there are 13 games, and, uh, like, there are, the first one's called, like, Kingdom Hearts Kai X Back Cover, or something like that, and it (laughs) kind of talks about, like, you know, the the master of masters, I think he's called, and his creation of the whatever, I don't even care anymore. (laughs) It's so convoluted, and I'm like, I wonder Did you ever finish three? I, I haven't played it yet, honestly. <laughs> I have it. I have not played it yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it does. It just becomes, it takes on so much. It's just, ugh, why? Yeah, it's kind of got this thing of, like, like an ambitious TV series that's like, you have so many loose ends, I don't know how you're going to cover all these. I'm like, oh, we'll just make 12 more things <laughs> yeah. in between all the things. 
<laughs> yeah, well, yeah, like point five, and we'll make Kingdom Hearts B sides and whatever yeah. the hell. I think there is one called B side somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts, the lost episode. And, uh. Yeah, and they're, they've kind of gone between, like, some are, like, are just movies. It's just, like, something you watch. Like, yeah. And some are, like, they're games that have kind of spread over, I think, pretty much all the systems. Like, like it's right. gone to 3DS, and it's mostly PlayStation, but it, there was also there's one. a Game Boy on, Advance one. Yeah. There's also one on PSP. It's, like, for like originally did they expect people to have all of the systems to get the whole story that was something ridiculous oh yeah yeah uh i guess we can move on to the anime yes yes uh yeah this this episode's anime was uh Kuroku's basketball or the basketball which Kuroku plays or Kuroku no basket. Yeah, that's correct. The sports anime about basketball that is incredibly over the top in the way that it yeah. presents basketball. Uh, what do you think? <laughs> like junior high basketball or high school basketball, it, also. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're like playing for stadiums. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's kind of tournament anime style, and it's about. Um, this school that's fairly new, so they have a, they're only two years old, so they have their basketball team's new as well, and they're trying to recruit people, and there's, like, the Taiko school is legendary for having the Miracle Generation, that's what they call them. <laughs> yes, the Miracle Generation, also on the Generation of Miracles. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it's it's a middle school basketball team. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I, I think it's point that out and these kids are playing at like beyond pro level of just like sinking three shot or like dunking dunking and like crazy stuff ripping rims off the backboard yeah um yeah and they uh there's yeah legends of yeah the the generation of miracles which were like five star players, the best team ever. But there was a mystery sixth man, and where could he be now? And did he ever exist? Well, guess what? He's Kuroku. <laughs> and he is so diminutive and just makes his kind of. Uh, he's like his... a tiny albino boy almost. <laughs> he's just, I guess, not albino, he's just got white hair. Yeah, very uh... soft spoken kind of blends with the shadows and maybe that's his secret weapon <laughs> did you is there a dub for this yes but is i watched you, the sub okay all right just curious yeah and yeah um i i i enjoyed it uh i i love i like tournament anime um i only got to i think the first game which is also a practice game which is like also three episodes long maybe <laughs> It, yeah, I was looking at the, uh, to kind of refresh myself on what the first three were, just so I knew. Like, they don't finish it, I think, until episode five. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe four. And it's kind of against one of the other Generations of Miracles players. Right, yeah. It's, uh, he's the model, Kisei. And, yeah. Um, yeah, this is, uh, I forgot why they, 
I don't know, I guess she just, the coach is a woman. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's a high school <laughs> girl, yeah. Oh, yeah, she's not a woman. It's, she's a high school girl. It's, yeah, it's one of their classmates. Middle school. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and she, what? like, her dad was a physical therapist or something, so yeah, she yeah. can, like, she sees, like, the stats of everyone as she looks at their muscle definition or whatever. Yes, that's correct. And that's why she's such a great coach. I haven't seen her coach a lot, though. I I haven't seen a lot of strategy yet. I've just mm-hmm. seen um, mostly their character-defining Kuroku and uh, Ka- Kagami? Yeah, Kagami, yeah. Kagami, yeah. yeah. Who's a huge red-headed guy who played basketball in America who's kind of, like, has crazy talent for, like, beyond that high school or in middle school yes yeah and his whole thing is he's he's super serious but he's looking for a challenge it was too easy in japan that's why he was in america and now he he wants a challenge again yes. so he signs up for middle school basketball well i mean he's a you know <laughs> i mean yeah he's a middle schooler apparently although yeah. he's like six feet tall or yeah he's, he's ma- all the all the big characters are massive in the show uh yeah which i um, guess stands to reason yeah, yeah like, I got um I got a lot of uh kind of my hero vibes from uh you know the, what was it who's the guy with the grenade fists? Oh, Bakugo. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Bakugo and I can't Kat remember. Gen. Midoriya. Yeah. yeah, how they're kind of they are kind of rivals, but they're also trying to help each other and better each other it's this friendly rivalry where they're kind of leveling up each other and i kind of got those vibes from kagami and um kuroku yeah i i don't think it's until later that they start really doing that in uh my hero academia because they really just well uh bakugo really hates him yeah yeah it's kind of one-sided there for the first season at least but uh yeah yeah uh but I kind of got that, uh, and let me check my notes. What else did I have written down here? Yeah, and it's kind of finding out that each uh, generation's a miracles player, which I think we may start to find this out. They each have like this certain special skill that they're all ca- kind of capable of. Like I think it shows in Kisei early on that he can copy anybody's thing. Right. Yeah, he can copy and then, like, do it better, pretty much. They all have, like, these secret basketball powers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Kuroku's thing is he doesn't stand out, so, he, like, and he's really good at passing. So he's, yeah. like, able to kind of pass, like, kind of freely to everyone. But, yeah, they call it, uh, like, misdirection is yeah. his specialty. Where, yeah, he's he's kind of behind the scenes, and he... It's cool how they show it in the first episode, because they kind of just show the ball bouncing around, they're like, oh, what's he doing? And then they kind of, they show the same thing again, but they show, like, the players fading, and you see, like, Kuroku behind them, and how he, like, passed the ball to them. He's really good at passing. Yeah, that's kind of his special skill that allowed him to be the Phantom Six Man in the Generation of Miracles. And slowly over the series, not to spoil anything, but you'll, you know, if you were to continue watching it you you meet the rest of them and find that they each have like this kind of skill there's a guy that they kind of meet in the next arc that is an incredible like shooter like he can like shoot the ball from like the court like the, the full length of the court into the yeah. other hoop and he's, he's never missed apparently like that's oh, the full man. thing uh, yeah 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, I almost thought, like, uh, it was, I thought I was going to go into Supernatural, like, for a section, for a second, because, like, he's disappearing. He's just, no one can find him. I was like, how is it happening? But he's just so good. Um, A lot of the um, kind of tropes of this series have, uh, are based on this older basketball series called Slam Dunk. Uh, which I it's another decent series. Uh, it's by this really well known uh, Japanese author and uh, manga mangaka uh, who wrote. Um, he did this series called Vagabond, which is one of you know my favorite manga. It's never become an anime. I don't think it ever will. He's also I think he's done like three other basketball series. Like he's a huge basketball fan, and now he's writing a series called I think it's called Real, which is about murder ball. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I... Basketball was probably my least favorite sport, sport ever. I'm not huge on sports, if you, no one could tell. Um, but I, I I, am enjoying this. Like, they definitely... They amp it up. Yeah, they yeah I... Like... The guitar stings are also great. Like, I love the soundtrack, how serious it is. Um, yeah, I just, I love, very much like uh, Food Wars, I just love people getting amped up about everyday things. It's kind of mundane, yeah, kind of thing. Uh, there are a lot of sports series that kind of do that. There's a series that's called, it's about sumo wrestling. It's really popular right now. Oh, what? Yeah, and that's, you know, it's them getting really amped up about sumo wrestling, which I'm kind of like, alright, it's, you know, it's a combat-ish kind of sport, about just pushing, I guess, for the most part. So I can see where it might be, you know, interesting. But, I don't know, like, baseball is another one I've told you about. Um, bicycling is the one that I watched. What? Yeah, it's called uh, Yaomusha Pedal. It's about a bicycling team in high school. And I'm trying to capture this like, kind of title for high school. <laughs> There's a lot of boxing ones around. Yeah, a lot of sports. Obviously, um, I don't know if you're aware of it, but Haikyuu is a really popular one. It's about volleyball. Oh, yeah, I think you showed me a couple yeah. of clips from that one time. Yeah. There's one called I... Keijo, which is like about women using like their breasts and stuff to like fight. And like push each other <laughs> off these like water platforms. It's kind of interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, I, I might show you that one at some point, or at least like point you in the direction of like what it looks like because it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, I think boxing would be a cool one to watch. Yeah, I'll have you. Uh, I'll send you a link to something. It's pretty pretty good. Nice. Hajimi no Ippo. That's one of the really popular. And uh, Megalobox is a current one that's really popular. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, do you, uh, is Kuroko's Basketball just 25 episodes? It, I believe it's 75. Season? Oh, 75, jeez. Yeah. I couldn't find season 2. I might have to look harder. I found seasons 1 and 3, but I couldn't find 2. Yeah, I think it's, um, I believe it's 75 episodes, kind of going throughout their, you know, high school career, so to speak. Oh man, yeah. They don't even get to the like pro. Uh no. <laughs> no. You, I actually I don't think it kind of ends with them as um, 
you know, second years or whatever, third years. You know, it's kind of like this issue that well, I guess a lot of people in Japan that play sports play, which is once you get to the third year, it's kind of pointless to keep playing because you're trying to kind of, you know, get to the life you have beyond high school. It's kind of a, an issue, I guess, for a lot of people because they're like, mm-hmm. well, I want to keep playing for my team and help my friends out, but I also have to kind of move forward to, you know, a productive member of society or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, they should do an epilogue about <laughs> retired basketball. <laughs> retired high school basketball athletes. They do have, like, a movie out that they came It's called, like, uh, Last Game or something like that. Yeah, I saw there was a couple, like, longer specials. One of them was this, like, it's kind of a movie that just kind of gets all the, the hits of uh, the series. So you get kind of 75 episodes in a couple hours or whatever. Oh, nice. Yeah. Really? A lot of series do that. They're like, oh, here's two hours. It's, you know, you're gone. <laughs> Here's all 12 episodes in those two hours. Yeah, 12 episodes, three games, because the games are four episodes long or whatever. Yeah, they kind of go over the course of kind of meeting all the generations of miracles and then meeting these other ones that are kind of like, they were like a grade below, but they're all still really good. They're called like the Uncrowned Kings. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Take that throne. Yeah. And then, you know, them also recruiting players and, you know, finding new rivalries, all that stuff that kind of comes along with the territory of sports, anime. Nice. Yeah, I think this one, um, it's an Anna yes for me. I might watch the the movie that has all the hits to save time, but I definitely, I did enjoy it a lot. Good. Tournament anime is probably one of my favorite of the subgenres, just because i don't know i like how they draw stuff out i like a nice fleshed out arc yeah at some point i might have to show you like um yu yu hack show which is an anime i like but they have something called the dark tournament and it lasts an entire season it, it's Not so good. long and it's just like it's it's played out like they it's like they show you every match. It's just kind of like, oh, come on. Like, really? Like, it seems like it's never going to end. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think one of the reasons I like um, a Kill Lock Kill was, like, my f- the first anime I watched all of. And it starts out as kind of a tournament anime and then for, like, the first 12 episodes. And then it just totally takes a different turn altogether. Yeah, it's... I feel like it's just an easily accessible kind of genre. Like, it kind of shows you, like, especially if there's more than one character, it's kind of like the good guys, where it's kind of like, oh, you get to see all these kind of interesting uh, teams yeah. and the dynamic between each person and, like, uh, you know, their their moves and all that stuff, and it's kind of interesting to see. Yeah, exactly. They definitely flesh out characters. It's definitely a good way, device for fleshing out every character. Naruto does that, too, the series that I'm finally in the, the last throws of, I bet I say that, but there's like a hundred more episodes I have to watch before it finishes. They uh, <laughs> yeah. they finally dubbed the last few episodes, and now I'm just like episode, episode, episode. It's going to the 500, 500 episodes. Is that 
Baruto or this is Naruto Shippuden, okay. a, aka Naruto Hurricane Chronicles, which is you know the kind of he's sixteen in the series, but he's an an adult, you know, quote unquote. But it, he uh, could play middle school basketball. Yeah, I mean he's <laughs> probably too old for that. But yeah. <laughs> But yeah, but have you watched all of Baruto? I have not watched any of Baruto yet. I'm aware. I'm gonna watch it. that after. I will. Nice. It's, on, it's on my list of many things. I've, I, uh, I subscribe to um, Hulu also. Like I use, I use a couple of different streaming services. Like Hulu has a huge catalog of anime. You might want to do that because I, I have that now too. So yeah, maybe I'll check that out. Yeah, they've got a massive catalog. There's a ton of stuff in there that I'd like to show you. Uh, I also have Funimation, the uh, streaming right. service, which has a bunch of dubbed stuff. So there's so much just crap in there. <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> I've had I've watched a few things lately, but I, I watched the whole series and I'm like, all right, well I can check it off my list, but it's not. I couldn't say it's worth watching. I was, right. Um, I watched uh, something called A Sister's All You Need. What is that? It is about a a writer. Uh, it's not a high school anime. I think he's in college or maybe beyond. So it's about adults. It's about a writer and his uh, kind of obsession with writing, kind of sis siscon, which is like kind of incest based mm-hmm. when you love your sister. Yeah, <laughs> based yeah. characters and plots within his stories and him kind of you know dealing with relationships and all this other stuff it's it's not very good (laughs) (laughs) i yeah i watched it all uh it's it's just kind of a nothing series they they pump out series sometimes and this was one of them i don't understand how they can pump out so many anime like i feel like animation is so hard like how do you pump them out so much i I think that some people are just like they make something that's kind of small that they don't really depend on as much so that it kind of gets them some kind of credit or like in a way like you know like oh I made an like if it's a new animator maybe it's like hey I made an anime it's produced let me make something bigger or maybe it's like this gets me money so I can work on something I actually want to work on but I don't know I think that they pass around um animators and directors and producers kind of like i don't want to say willy-nilly but you know something similar where it's like Mm -hmm. you know i have to work on a project and you know i'll do it maybe to the best of my ability (laughs) you know it's hard to base you know whether something is good or not on one kind of person i don't know it's a weird it's a weird uh community i guess Yeah, that's that's showbiz. Yeah, yeah, that's all I had. Yeah, I don't think I had any more notes on the basketball which Kuroku plays. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll let you know either through text or whatever. Just what I was thinking of next. I'm kind of like. I didn't hate any character. I just realized that I didn't. I don't think I hated any character in that show. Usually, there's one obnoxious character that I hate in an anime. But 
Yeah, I feel like with sports anime, it's kind of like it, it's here or there because it's like you're trying they're trying to make you root for a team a lot of the time. Right. True. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe another. Let's see. I think I had you do. What did I have you do before that? Steins Gate. So yeah. Maybe. I did. I have something written down. I thought I found notes the other day that I wrote down. I guess not. I was tempted to kind of have you watch like something like Naruto or One Piece or something, but it's just like there's there's so much of it, and it's kind of hard to have you just be like get a sense of what it really is based on the first three episodes. Right. Uh, yeah, I think that was my problem with Steins Gate. Yeah, I think that they... What was that? It's 13 episodes, that first one. Yeah. Which is a lot more. And a lot of it is not knowing what's happening at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sweet. Alright, yeah. Should we wrap up then? Yeah. Alright, yeah. Uh, you can contact us at wholegdshow at gmail.com. All the socials are at wholegdshow, Twitter, uh, facebook.com slash wholegdshow, wholegdshow.podbean.com. Uh, Caleb O'Ryan does our music. You can find him on Spotify and all that fun stuff. He's on most streaming services. Uh, what about you, Jeff? You can find me at uh, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, at Rewrite O'Sha. That's Rewrite O'Sha. I do art and stuff and jokes and whatnot. But I'm going to try and work more on like an, a whole GD show blog. And, you know, we did finally get the channel up, so we'll hopefully be adding stuff to that. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about launching uh, an Instagram, too, because that's just easy, I guess. <laughs> right? Yeah. Just taking pictures, that's easy. I can do that. Do you mean personally or for the show or for the podcast? Uh, for the show okay. or both. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. I'm just, just anything. Just anything to get out there. Um, yeah. Uh, All right. I think that's it. It's right. hard. Yeah, <laughs> we're trying to sync up this goodbye. <laughs> well, goodbye. Later. Later.